Today's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have, come, for I have, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Thank you for reading, and uh, welcome back, if you're back, uh, for our last in this little series on Matthew. Now, a while ago, I read um, of somebody who wanted to break the stereotype of churchgoers. So they started their service um, by standing at the front of church and saying, I know of people in this congregation who have committed adultery, lived in a lesbian relationship, had abortions, being addicted to to adultery, etc. They didn't name them, they didn't point them out, I'm glad to say, but they wanted to say, these are the sorts of people who are in church. Now I wonder how we react to that sort of list of moral failure and church. And there are two common reactions. Some people react by saying, What are people like that doing in church? Such hypocrisy. It's the the voice of traditional morality, there is right and wrong, and the church of all people should be a model of right behaviour. Others react by saying, what do you mean, failure? How dare you judge somebody else? We're free to live as we like. This is the the liberal relativist. How you live is up to you. All that really matters is you you accept everyone else's choices. And the church of all people should be a model of welcome and acceptance. Well, we find, I think, a, a different and a very wonderful response to failure from Jesus. Uh, in this passage. I want to start with a, a simple and, and the main point, and that is that Jesus has come for sinners. Jesus has come for sinners. Verse 9. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting in a tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. Now to get this, we have to understand that being a tax collector meant you were a moral and a sp- spiritual failure. Uh, Matthew was a Jew, but he worked for the Romans as a tax collector. So he was a traitor. Not only that, um, tax collectors ripped people off and lined their own pockets. So he was a traitorous crook. Uh, It's like a member of the Taliban in Afghanistan working for the Americans and stealing from his neighbour. Matthew was a moral and spiritual disaster. 
But Jesus says to him, follow me. And it's not just Matthew, verse 10, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Now the term sinners here has been used in a particular way. The Bible's clear we're all sinners, we've all done things wrong. But here we're talking about sort of the category of sinners, in inverted commas, the, the um, obvious moral and spiritual failure. Uh, it's the bad people in society. Today it's the paedophile or the, the, the um, uh, cheating banker or whatever it is. So verse 11, the Pharisees say, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call, not to call the righteous, but sinners. I've come for sinners. I've come for failures. I've come for people like Matthew. And the illustration he uses is of a doctor, um, and it's an obvious point, the doctor is interested in the sick person. Jesus is a doctor, he's interested in the sick, in the moral failure. This fits with what we saw last week. We saw last week Jesus has come to offer forgiveness of sin. That was the, the, the heart of the problem in our world. Um, so, he's, so he's come to, to offer forgiveness, our greatest need. So who's he interested in? People who need forgiveness. Sinners, failures. Now, as I said, the traditional moralist might well shout at this point, hypocrisy. People like this shouldn't be in church. But if we think like that, we've misunderstood Jesus. He hasn't come merely as a moral teacher or an example. He's come as a doctor. And if he's a doctor, that makes the church a hospital. And so he is interested in, and the church should be full of, sick people. In church you should expect to find the morally and spiritually sick. That's who Jesus has come from, come for. Now that's the main point here. Jesus has come for sinners. It's a simple point. That's the main point. But I've got two other questions that follow on from that. First of all, do we see ourselves as sinners? Verse 11. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked the his disciples, why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? The Pharisees are a group who work very hard at being good. They are respectable, religious, uh, moral and spiritually. They look like a roaring success. And so when they say verse 11, it's not really a question, why does he eat with them? It's really an accusation. Jesus shouldn't be eating with people like that. He ought to be with good people like us. I don't know if you're someone who goes to the gym. Um, I have to confess, I'm, I'm not. I don't really like the gym. Um, it always feels to me like there's an in-crowd at the gym. You know, you turn up at the gym and they're always there. It doesn't matter what time you turn up, they're always there. Um, they, they, they know the staff there by their first names. Um, they know how the machines work. Um, most of all, of course, they're fit, they're strong, impressive. And so when someone turns up unfit, overweight um, and weak, 
and has a go at stabbing the machine and uh, looking rather hopeless like me. You can imagine them smirking. What are they doing here? This is my place. Have you, have you seen my performance charts? Well, the Pharisees were like that. They worked hard at looking, at being good. They looked good. They wouldn't say they're perfect. But certainly compared to these tax collectors, they were very good. And so they thought they were in with God. And any of us can get into thinking like that. Not that, not that we'd say we're perfect, of course. But compared to some of the hopeless cases around, my spiritual and moral performance chart's not bad. I'm the sort of person God would be happy to have. But if we start thinking like that, we, we, we will misunderstand, we'll never get Jesus Christ, because he's a doctor. And if you think you're healthy and fit, you don't need a doctor, do you? So we need to ask our question, do I realise I'm a sinner? Or am I as well as I think I am? When Jesus says here, I haven't come for the righteous, He's just making a contrast with sinners. He doesn't mean there's a group of people who are righteous and don't need him. He's made that clear earlier on in Matthew when he does a certain, goes through the Sermon on the Mount and how we should live. He makes it very clear. No one's righteous. No one's good. So Jesus isn't saying there are good people in the world who don't need forgiveness and mercy and there are bad people who do. He's saying you're all the same at heart. Actually, you're all bad. Now, in the world, there, the difference is there are bad people who know they're bad and there are bad people who think they're good. And to think you're good is a terrible position, position to be in. That's like the person with the life-threatening disease thinking they're healthy so they won't go to the doctor for help. But if we realise we are sinners, this is wonderful news. Jesus has come just for us, precisely for us, to offer us forgiveness and acceptance. I remember talking with somebody once um, who didn't come to church, and I asked, um, why not? And he said, I'm not that sort of person. I'm not good enough. They thought coming to, to, to God um, was like a job interview. You had to dress up smart and impress and be good enough to get in. If I'd thought of this passage, um, I should have said to them, do you ever do that with a doctor? Sort of dress up smart and look really healthy and then go and impress them with how well you are. Of course not. The, the qualification you need to see the doctor is to be ill. And it's the same with Jesus. The qualification you need is to be a failure. And we can come to him, sinners as we are, for forgiveness and acceptance. Now, at this point, the, the liberal anything goes camp are pretty happy. This sounds like open welcome to anybody and everybody. And it's certainly true that Jesus is accepting. But there is a big difference. Liberalism would say, accept everyone because it doesn't matter how we live. Anything goes. 
And that's like a doctor saying to the chain smoker on 40 a day, you're doing fine. Don't worry about the cough. You carry on as you are and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. In other words, it's an unprincipled acceptance. And Jesus doesn't offer an unprincipled acceptance. He offers mercy. And mercy means you're in trouble. That's why you need mercy. You've done something wrong. But there is mercy for you. There is acceptance for you. And as we go on in Matthew's Gospel, we find actually it takes nothing less than Jesus' death to win that mercy and forgiveness. So that means there's acceptance for sinners. There's no excuse for sin. He's not saying sin doesn't matter. It needs mercy. And we could add that while Jesus accepts us as we are, he doesn't leave us as we are. And he works to change us. But, that's it, the point is, he's come for sinners. So do we realise we're sinners? If we do, then, if you like, Jesus wants to pull up a chair and eat with us and accept us and forgive us. One last question and then I'll finish. Do we welcome sinners? Let's go back to the Pharisees for a minute. I don't think they went around saying, I deserve a place with God because I'm so great. But when they see Jesus welcome these out-and-out sinners, they react with judgment. What are you doing with them? They might have said the right thing, but this incident reveals their heart. Stick a, a, a moral failure in front of them and they react with judgment. And so Jesus says, verse 13, Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. It's a quote from the Old Testament. And it's not saying sacrifice is wrong, but that mercy is far more important. Because mercy is the heart of a relationship with God. Mercy from God to us. And then mercy from us to others. But that's what we don't see in the Pharisees. Stick a favour in front of them and you get morality, not mercy. What about us? It might be that um, if we, when we started out as a Christian, if we were a Christian, we're very aware of God's mercy. But the years go by, and maybe by God's grace some of our outward and obvious uh, sins and mistakes go... Maybe we've had the privilege of a Christian home. And that environment keeps us from many of our more uh, obvious sins. And those are good things. But it can lead us into morality rather than mercy. We won't go around saying, I'm good enough for God. Here's the test though. When you stick a moral failure in front of us, in <coughs> how do we react? If you discover a person... Um, in church, I don't know your situation, but say church on a Sunday, a, a Bible study group, um, a prayer meeting, whatever it is. If you discover a person there was an out-and-out failure, might be drugs, sex, alcohol, might be uh, finances and legalities, whatever it is, 
Do we react <coughs> with judgment? Oh dear, that's not on. Or do we say, here is someone just like me. Here is a patient in the bed next to mine. I might have been in the hospital a bit longer. Some of my more obvious symptoms may have gone. But at heart, I'm just the same. And God has had mercy on me. Wonderful, free, amazing mercy. And so I will show that mercy to others. So often we, we, we go for either morality, which has right, and wrong, has right and wrong, but leads to judgmentalism, or liberalism, which accepts everybody, but says sin, is, sin doesn't matter. Jesus gives us a wonderful alternative, mercy. Because this mercy recognises sin as sin, but overcomes sin with forgiveness and acceptance. And he's offering us that mercy today, and he wants us to reflect that mercy to others today. Let's pray together. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Heavenly Father, thank you that the Lord Jesus is a doctor and he's come for the sick and he's come offering the wonderful medicine of mercy. And we pray we would learn that you desire mercy. Mercy to us and mercy from us. In Jesus' name, Amen.